Hi guys, welcome to episode number 37 of the journey of self-love through self-care. My name is Amy Mercado and this is our 37th episode and I'm super excited to have Matt Hillier, aka The Humble Bear on Instagram, to join me today. And I connected recently with Matt through Liam Brown's event, Stone Cold Sober Festival. And I just found that when we met, we did some ceremonies at Stone Cold Sober, particularly at the summer solstice and cold water therapy. And I was like, I need to know more about this guy's journey. So I've invited Matt on today just to sort of, just to see what unfolds. And I did have a little stalk at his Instagram just before we logged on because I'm super unorganized. And I saw that you've got like self-esteem coaching, empowerment coaching, like cacao. I saw your post today as well, like you're doing like angelic Reiki and bits and pieces. So do you want to sort of tell us like, what you're sort of doing at the moment and maybe a little bit it'd be nice to sort of know like what was before the 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 spiritual fitness sort of side of things yeah yeah, of course of course um thank you for having me on as well i feel really honored like i think i've only ever done one of a podcast i feel really like it feels really nice and and really organic and um yeah just beautiful me like you said we connected at the stone cold cyber festival which was really really awesome and yeah, so like, I'll get into it a bit later, but you know, what I'm offering, what I am doing now is I, do, I offer coaching, one-to-one coaching um, for people. Plus I do often do some courses for people uh, that are a bit more affordable for those who want to jump on that. And it's all around um, teaching people how to be, teaching people how to get back to who they truly are, to access that self-esteem, you know, because the lack of self-esteem the lack of confidence is all kind of mind-based and and we'll get into where I've come from from that journey as well I also hold cacao ceremonies which help people release a lot of their trauma bring in a lot more joy and a lot more love um, I'm into my cold water therapy um, I hold space for that as well so and yeah but all of this has really come around in the last year okay so I'm really fresh in this in this in this world and and it's been like anyone you speak to will say my journey has been on like, it's literally like a, it's like, it's been on like jet fuel, you know? And I kind of, I had a reading just before I, when I started my journey that someone was like, they, they, they tapped in and it was like, oh, you think you've had a fast journey. Wait until, wait until you see Matt's. It's going to be like super powered. And, I, and that's been my experience. And, and through the, through the, the good times, like the times when I'm like, yeah, like, uh, and through the times when I'm like, oh my God, this is heavy. I'm shifting some stuff. You now I'm really shifting some stuff. So my journey started um, when I stopped my, my awakening kind of happened in two like phases. So my, the first phase was in um, 2018 when I, um, I narrowly escaped a suicide attempt, which was off the back of my whole life feeling scared, a scared little boy feeling low self-esteem and doing absolutely everything I could to cover that up, to fit into society, to fit into what I thought people wanted me to be, you know, to, to, to be either the good boy at school, but also the bad boy at school, you know, like always be that it's weird. So I had this thing where it was like, I had to, I wanted to be in those gangs, right? So I changed everything about myself, you know, the way I talked, what I did, what I liked, everything about me to fit into whichever situation, like a chameleon. But on the on the flip side of that, I never wanted to stand out as well because 
where I come from, people who were good at really, really good at something got picked on just as much as the people who weren't. And it's like, so I was trying to, it was really confusing my whole life, really confusing trying to mold myself into these, into these personas, you know, which were never me. And, you know, I, I lost myself from, from quite a young age. I lost myself in this, in this low self-esteem and but really good at covering it up. And then like when I was, I got into rugby and so the drinking culture was there. Um, and that was kind of like when I had a drink, I lost all this, this, this fear I was doing, I'd still do stupid things to fit in, but it was like, I had the confidence to be able to do that. Um, I got into the gym quite, quite early and, you know, it's like, it became quite toxic, that environment for me. Um, it became a way to cover up my self-esteem issues. It, I, I was a big lad. I was about 50 kilos heavier than I am now um, at my biggest. Um, got into the bodybuilding scene, got into steroids, you know, all of that stuff. Um, my, my gymming was obsessive. I couldn't miss a day at the gym. It's a big part of, you know, my journey was that, that kind of like I needed to, you know, it's, someone's like, when I was working in London, it was, and I'd have trained at lunchtime. And someone said to me, do you want to come out for lunch? I'm, I can't, I can't come up for lunch. It's, uh, it's chest day today. You know, and I, I, I couldn't, and it, and it, it had set me off and I'd, I wouldn't be able to cope with that. Um, not, you know, because, because in my mind, my twisted thinking, I needed to do, if I didn't do that, then I was somehow less of a person. Um, and it, like I said, it became an addiction. It became obsessive alongside that. Um, the drinking was, I was always a binge drinker with the rugby lads, but I discovered drugs. I discovered cocaine, especially, which helped me because my normal drinking behavior, which I thought was normal, but that was because I was drinking with lads who were probably the same kind of state as me. So I'd drink until I passed out, have a sleep in the bar for about 45 minutes, wake up and then carry on, which I now kind of understand that that's not really very normal. Uh, most people get drunk and they go home um and like you know it had a lot of consequences a lot of nights out i wake up this morning i didn't know what happened you know like oh, i wake up in our hospital and i'm like oh no idea what's going on but you know cocaine for me like i'll oh, solve that problem but it very 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 quickly got hold of me and so i became quite a regular cocaine user um to the point where i wasn't even social anymore i was at home using cocaine and started suffering from, from psychosis so I was so paranoid for like, you know, I'd, I'd use it and then spend six hours looking out a window, staring out a window, right? Like stock still, cause someone could see me or whatever. And then, and then wake up the next morning and convince myself that that was a good night. Right. And, and, and it's like, I'm, uh, or I'm never going to do that again. And then, you know, the dealer starts work at 10 AM and I'm going, oh, well, I'll just get some for the weekend. And it's like, just craziness. It was just insanity. Um, and I'm so I'm coupling that with this, this low self, this, this, this gym stuff to cover up, externally cover up how I felt about myself. And it's almost like putting on an armor, right? And I'm putting on this, 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 this thing. And so, and then I'm trying, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat like seven times a day, right? With a raging cocaine habit where I don't want to eat once a day, let alone seven. And it just, it, it just so, it was chaos. It was chaos. And at this point, you know, I've, I've met someone 
my ex-wife I met my ex-wife and we were engaged we had a we had a child um I've got a little girl she's five Florence she's absolutely amazing but at the time I was near rock bottom I was I was I was approaching rock bottom and um I didn't feel enough I remember saying to people I remember saying to my ex-wife I just I just don't feel enough I just don't feel like I'm and she's like enough for what and I'm like I just don't feel like enough as a person and so when I had my daughter it was like not only am I not enough for my daughter uh, for me I'm not enough for her as well and it, it really accentuated my my mental health issues and you know I really spiraled kind of downwards into this pit of despair which which was coupled with there was a lot of death in our in my close environment um my mother-in-law and other people we knew um died in quite quick succession I had to have a have a pet dog put down it was all these little elements right all these little emotional elements and it just got lower and lower and lower until eventually I was signed off work with anxiety and depression um and kind of but which which didn't help me like I was I mean I was already it's funny because I was at the time I was selling um Valium so I was selling diazepam right because that's a good idea and um and then I went to the doctors with anxiety and depression they gave me Valium and it's like <laughs> got a thousand of these at home and you've just given me more and and it's and it but it what unfortunately well not unfortunately because it's actually this this stage of my life and the reason I'm going into it and it's it's not it's not who I am but it 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 it, it put me down a perfect path it's probably the the best thing that's ever happened to me and and I said my, I said this on a podcast every day and my mum was afterwards was like well I think you meant that because you know, it was really it was really traumatic and I was like no 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 but it's put me here it's it is where I am today look at the look at the darkness I went through and look where I am now and so so I'm in this pit of despair and someone else has shown me affection someone else has shown me this and my mental health was all over the place and I literally just I I feeling I was convinced myself that my wife and my daughter were going to leave me that's how my mental health was that bad I wasn't enough they were going to leave me I was going to end up on my own I could not bear that thought or that feeling of abandonment and rejection I couldn't couldn't comprehend it so my go-to behavior is getting there first and this is a pattern throughout old relationships as well something that I'm really aware of now it's like getting there first leave so I just left and I ended up ended up in South End actually um with 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 someone else i'd left my little girl which i today can't comprehend how that how i even well i can i was not well you know and and so yeah and then that that it became clear to me very very quickly that i wasn't very well needed to go home didn't have couldn't go home to my to my ex-wife so i went back to my parents house and um with everything going on with the state of my mental health with everything falling apart around me just had enough I just and I didn't know anything about spirituality I wasn't spiritual at all um I didn't I'd probably take the mick out of someone who had a spiritual belief and belittle them because I was the big macho man I probably felt threatened by it to be honest you know they've got a belief and they've got something that they can you know and I know there was something in it but I couldn't access it that kind of thing and so I ended up um just deciding to end it and uh so I took a I had a load of selling them at the same time took a load of sleeping tablets um and washed it down with a load of alcohol 
midway through a cocaine bender because that was what was trying to shut the head up right mm -hmm. i used to i used to have a, it's funny i used to say well I, I used to have a lot of showers when i was in that that state because it was the only thing that shut my head up it was the only thing that drowned out the noise of my thoughts and at first like i was like the cleanest drug addict going because <laughs> i'm like seven showers in a day and uh it's mad it's madness and i have to laugh at it now it's madness when i look back at it it was a really really painful time in my life but when you look back it's like it's just chaos just chaos and so i've decided to end my life took this overdose what i now know is a, a divine moment a, like a uh divine kind of interjection to my life is my sister came home exactly the right time saved my life you know and i'll be forever grateful to my little sister for saving my life well, i'm getting a bit emotional now. uh forever grateful to my sister for saving my life um and you know she got hired my parents they took me to hospital and they sorted me out and and you know the craziness is is the next morning they told me that oh, i know that something else kept me alive but from a medical perspective, the thing that kept me alive was the sheer amount of drugs I had in my system, sheer amount of cocaine I had in my system. And it's like, it kept my heart beating, you know? If I hadn't been there, I would have been flatlined and not here. And it's like, and that was the start of my journey. That was the start, this is 2018. I've ended up that, you know, they put me into a rehab center. I'm still convinced I've, not, I've got no problem with drugs and alcohol, because that's the, the craziness of the mind within about, Within about an hour, I realised, oh yeah, maybe I, maybe I have, like, because I'm, I'm there and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to other people and I'm like, yeah, I've done that. I've definitely done worse than that. Like all these different things, but it put, you know, and and I went through. So I, I, I come out of rehab after two months, and then the work really started. You know, it really, I had to start looking at things. I went through the twelve steps, which for for anyone who's not done the twelve steps, they're amazing. I think anyone, even if you're not not an addict should be doing the 12 steps they're they're like a phenomenal process um for clearing out um clearing out all the resentments clearing out all the reasons why we're doing things in life all the reasons why our mind tells us to do these things you know and it for me it was a it was an introduction to spirituality you know i remember walking into that rehab seeing the word god on the wall and being like it's ain't for me this, this is I'm in the wrong place now nah, it's not I'm not doing that you know and that's how closed off I was and when I look at my life now that's insane for where from where I am and it's just little things like I remember someone telling me in rehab to to pray and meditate and I was like oh, I'm not doing that I'm not doing that and they were like mate look at the state of you like you've been crying for a week solid right you can barely walk because you're crying so much what have you got to lose? What is there to lose? Like your whole life is falling back. Just, just, what, there's nothing to lose. Like you're not giving anything away. You're just trying something, right? And so I started trying it. And and I think it was either the first or second morning I, I prayed, I got, I prayed and meditated for, I didn't really know what I was doing. Just trying, you know, just trying to find a little bit of peace, just trying to be grateful for the time. Like I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Like that's how bad I'd got, you know, um, I was still steroided up, but they were taking it all off me and, and really you know, tanned up, proper like Essex boy, tanned up, um, steroided up, just, just yeah, but just really unwell. And I remember the second morning I was out in the gardens of this place and I, used to go, I always wake up at 4am, so I went out there and I sat there and I was reading a book. 
I looked up and there was this rose bush in front of me. And that morning, literally every every morning before that, there'd been no roses on it. I couldn't even see any buds on it. And there was just one single rose. Oh, I'll get shivers. One single rose that had blossomed on this on this rose bush in front of me. And it was like, it was like a, it felt like a sign. It was like, boom, oh, there's something in this. There's something else out there. And I didn't know what it was. You know, it was just like, oh, okay. I'm on the right path. I'm going to be all right. You know, and after that, I was seeing feathers everywhere, numbers everywhere, like like double numbers. Every time I check my phone, it'd be like 11, 11. Oh. And, it, and, it, and so that's where it started. I went through the 12 steps and I started praying and meditating. You know, I started exploring the spiritual world. I started being open-minded. I was doing recovery meetings um, in the fellowships, and they really helped me, you know, just getting sober, really. But what benefited me the most was being open-minded to the spiritual side of things, really exploring that. And it all started with, it actually started with Abraham Hicks. So I remember I, I just, I was just, I was listening, I signed off work still, so I was listening to a lot of audio books. And it was just something in it just resonated, the whole law of attraction stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, there's something in this. And every time I read it, I had a weird feeling here, mm. really weird feeling here, like a pressure. And I didn't understand it. I didn't know anything about chakras then. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff, right? And I was like, okay, well, that feels nice. Like, and I started putting inside some of the practices, the mindfulness practices, and I'm meditating every day. It was like my thing, like meditation. They used to call me Meditation Matt. And uh, <laughs> like, because I was always talking about it. And I was like, right, if you want to help, like, do this. And yeah, and so I started exploring this. And I saw with that, I was trying to, I was getting good, but I was trying to uh, control my thoughts, right? I was trying to control my mind, always be positive, always be like, you know, oh, I can have a negative thought, I've got to change it. And, and which was like exhausting in itself. <laughs> you know, I coasted along for about 18 months, I think it was. And then, yeah, and then I, I was I'd broken up and got in a new relationship, broken up, and it had this so much pain from this relationship. I'd only been in this relationship for a couple of months. So much pain in this relationship, I couldn't understand why. The mind was mad, like actually mad. I was trying to find meaning in everything, like letters on number plates. Like, you know, oh, if I see this, then it means that definitely getting back with this person, you know, it's like, I was insane. It was obsessive, really obsessive. And but what it did is it, I ended up signing up for a, I had enough one morning. It was about three o'clock in the morning, had enough. And I was like, right, that's it. I am signing up for this course that I'd seen. Um, Cause I, I, what I'd understood is that I was a twin flame and I'd gone through a twin flame awakening and it had set off this, this path for me to follow. And so I signed up for this twin flame coaching course with this guy in America thought oh, it's going to be a scam, but, uh, it's better than nothing like where i am now is too painful i'm gonna do it and we were in 2020 at this point as well so like the whole world shut down and i was like well let's just do it so I signed up for it and it what it did is it introduced me to the concept of presence the concept of being the concept of the now moment you know all of the things that people like eckhart tolly talk about all the things that actually are underneath the teachings underneath the dogmatic teachings in the bible and things like that this this presence this being this centeredness in ourselves you know 
Um, and I started practicing. I started like, every day. I was practicing how present can I be today? You know, I was using meditation as a way of a, 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 like an official slot of time where I'm going to be present in a controlled environment, right? So it's like, I'm going to set aside 20 minutes and be present for 20 minutes. And every time my mind drifts, I'm going to pull it back. Every time it drifts again, pull it back, right? But then I started using that in my everyday life as well. Like down to it's like when I clean my teeth, can I just be there cleaning my teeth? Rather than thinking about all the stuff that's going on, everything I've got to do or judging things. And every time the mind was coming in and judging things, it was like, well, no, everything's perfect. Everything, just as it is, there's no problems. There's no, there's, it might be a situation, but there's no problem to deal with. And I'm just going to, all day, every day, just bringing it back, bringing it back. I even had an alarm on my phone that went off every 15 minutes. So I could check where I was. So I could, am I in my mind? Or am I actually paying attention to what's going on around me? And I did that for a whole year and things started changing around me. Like the coaching business that I run now, spiritual fitness as a brand came out of that. Originally, originally this, this idea came to me around spirit, the, the name spiritual fitness at the time. I thought it was going to be a personal training business, um, uh, but that didn't manifest. And, and I had to kind of let go of that side of things. And then literally about a year, almost a year to the day, someone called me up, one of my friends, and was like, do you want to start a coaching business? And I was like, okay. <laughs> it just felt so natural, you know? And then at the same time, I um, I had seen an interview. I'd, I'd been with a friend, and I'd seen an interview with a guy called Liam Brown on Facebook, right? And I couldn't tell you what he talked about. I couldn't tell you what the interview was about. All I knew is when I came off, like when I, when I stopped watching that interview, I was like, I need to message him and just connect. I don't know why. And at the time, you know, I'm not into yoga. I do a bit of meditation, but I'm not into yoga. I'm not into any spiritual, what I would class as spiritual stuff. Like I was practicing presence, but that was it. And he, he messaged me back and he was like, great to connect. Like he sent me a link to his book. I thought like, that'd be cool. And then he was like, do you, I've got a retreat coming up. Do you want, do you fancy coming on a retreat? And I was like, well, I've never done it before, but I knew I had to be there. Just knew it. Right. I booked it. And then there was, it's almost like the universe was testing me along the way in the lead up to this, uh, this retreat. So first of all, they moved the date because something went wrong and they had to move the date. And they were like, you still okay with that? I was like, yep, definitely still got to be there. And then um, I, lived, I was living with my parents and uh, my mum works in the NHS, so she was like, oh, because of whatever, all the stuff that's going on in the world, um, you can't go. And I was like, well, no, I'm going. Like, I need to go. And she was like, okay, well, if you go, you can't come back. And I was like, okay, yeah, no worries. Sorry, I'll do that. And, you know, so I ended up calling up my ex-wife and just saying to her, I need, is your wife come and stay with you for two weeks after I finish this retreat? And she was like, yeah, no worries. You can see your daughter. It's big, really good. So, yeah, so I rocked up to this retreat and it changed my life, changed my world. Like completely opened me up to everything. All these things that I didn't know about, all these things that, it's like I came home. I found my tribe. I found where I belonged in the world. There were these people that spoke and everything resonated, you know, and I knew, I just knew stuff, you know. Um, I was introduced to cacao for the first time. Didn't even know what it was. I was like, 
what? So we're going to drink chocolate and then we're going to meditate. Like, well, what's that going to do? Like, that sounds crackers. But I experienced it, you know. I turned up with uh, like two hours late because there was traffic and I'd driven all the way from Brighton to Windermere. And um, my, my yoga mat was still in its cellophane. Like, and I'm, I'm on a yoga retreat. Like, what am I doing here? Like, what? What is going on? But it, yeah, it was so empowering, so relaxing. I literally floated, floated away from this retreat. Um, and and yeah, that's where this kind of second part of my awakening started, into really doing the work, really stepping into because the the, the and I'm not I'm not dissing the law of attraction and 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 you know the positive thinking and all of that, but what it was for me, this is you know my experiences. I wasn't. I wasn't dealing with the reasons why I had negative thoughts. I wasn't dealing with the reason why I had triggers. I was just kind of like, I oh, know, no, no, I can't have that. Put, you know, I want to suppress in them. Um, and I'd found this, this, this void within presence and being that that allowed me to, that allowed these things to start coming up. Um, and so, yeah. So in that was this, this is in, we're now in 2021, and I'm starting to tap into my connection with source i'm starting to tap into things that i never knew existed you know i was in a cacao ceremony and i was asking for guidance and the guidance was very 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 clear you are here you need to start hosting cacao ceremonies mm. and i listened and and and, and I, I hosted my first cacao ceremony in june 2021 um in a bell tent actually at the venue where we held stand cold sober festival mm. which is like wow. yeah which is so wow. cool being back there like two weeks ago like being like almost to the so it was the 24th of june so it was almost to the day um and it went really well and i felt i, I was at home in that space i knew well, as soon as i stepped i'd, I'd been through some I'd, I'd been to a cambo ceremony that week released some fears around um recent fears around being seen and stepping up um that i look back at my childhood and I see it in how i wanted to be middle of the road and i never wanted to be step out of the shadows and and then but as soon as i stepped into that tent as soon as i stepped into that space where i was the space holder that just felt so natural and so aligned and then yeah and then so off the back of that um so i've already got i've got coaching business going i'm, I'm teaching people in this coaching business i'm teaching people how to be present teaching people how it helped me in an intuitive way you know it, you know tapping into what these people need whether that be you know you need to practice presence of being a little bit more or i've now got an understanding of the chakras i now understand that what was happening when i was reading abraham hicks is my third eye was opening up you know i was tapping into this resource of and the energy was flowing you know and so i so i, I was implementing and what would happen is i'd I'd have a situation where something would come up in my life and I'd, I'd work through it. And then the week, a week later, I'd have a coaching client and they'd be going, oh, this thing's come up. And I'm like, oh, right, I've got a solution for you. Here it is, um, which is just magical in how that was working. And, and it still works. You know, it still happens today. You know, the things that I've been through, I understand that my journey, for me, the reason I go through these things is because it gives me a map of how I can help other people how I can then pass that on to the world. That's my gift. 
to society, my gift to the people who are awakening, mm -hmm. gift to my people who are going through what I went through. You know, the reason why I connect with some a lot of people who are in dark places is because I've been to the darkest place. I've been to that place where I didn't want to be here anymore. And I genuinely meant that that attempt. That was not a it was not a cry for help. It was I, I don't want to be here. You know, so I've been there. Um and so yeah, so and off the back of that, like again, working through these things and energy healing, I was doing energy healing just naturally. And then I trained in angelic Reiki, I trained in theta healing since then as well, um, which is which is super powerful at shifting beliefs. Um and and yeah, and that's kind of where where I'm at today. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> I've been making notes. <laughs> so yeah. it's something my dad taught me recently. Because I'd be like, oh, I've got a question. And then I was like, I don't want to interrupt the flow because the flow was beautiful. So I'm like, right, can I make sense of my notes now? But first of all, wow, what a cool journey. It sound, To be fair, it sounds like we've been on a similar sort of, um, like same as me, it's like we've been on a bit of, rocket fuel with mm. this awakening and it did make me laugh when you said you know at the beginning you got the law of attraction you got i created an online business when mine started to shift and it all went fucking amazing at first and i was like this is easy i figured out how to to run with the universe and then um i i had a breakdown when i was 22 mm. and um similar thing like my dad found me the next day um they couldn't pump my stomach because i'd slept on it for x amount of hours so I was in hospital for two weeks, sort of on a drip. So it would help that. Otherwise, my organs were going to shut down. There was like, you're going to basically check out painfully. And I didn't actually give a shit, to yeah. be honest. Luckily, like my godparents took me in. I sort of started my life. She introduced me to like um, affirmations and stuff back then. But I was still, I don't know, it was still, I was a workaholic. Yeah. I just worked more and more and just threw myself. I was still in the gym stuff. And um it was in the first lockdown, I'd created this online business and everything was amazing. And then when the lockdown seemed to come to an end in that September, a similar thing going through this heartbreak, mm. feeling like my heart had a mind of its own, which I couldn't quite comprehend and going to bed each night holding my heart. Cause it, yeah. thought, this is fucking nuts. Like I don't normally feel shit like this. I'm normally, but I've been on antidepressants and anxiety meds since I was 16. So mm. I think, that was blocking everything, but nothing was working. I was taking diazepam, smoking weeds, and um, taking my meds and still had this pain and not sleeping now. And that's when I was like, I thought I was gonna have another breakdown. I thought I can't be here, but it didn't make sense because I was like, I've got this online business now, I'm, I'm free. And that's when all the trauma starts coming through. And it was actually breath work for me that began the, like my friend was the same, like, please try this, you're so stressed. And I was like, fuck off, I haven't got time for this. Meditation's rubbish. I've been teaching yoga for five years, didn't believe in meditation, believed in smashing myself in the gym, like power yoga, rocket yoga. And he begged me to try this Wim Hof Facebook vid. And um, I did it that night. And then three months later, I'd done it every single night. And I, that's when meditation come in. So like, I had to do it the other way around. And I was like, breath work, I was probably similar. Like, you got to try this breath work and it was just and then it led me but meditation is now my core yes. structure and it really resonated like when you said as well 
like with with the cocaine and the drugs and I'd get up do a line and I was still into fitness and be teaching a spin class yeah. off my nut doing a line after being out the night before and everyone's like you're on it today Ames and I'm like yeah I fucking feel amazing then go back out and get back on it that night so I really resonated with so much of that so it did make me it just made me appreciate that we've all been on like some of us have been on such similar journeys yeah. Yeah. but um when you were sort of like into like when did like would you say you was because I wasn't emotional growing up I was totally numb and you said you was you was crying a lot when you was going through the transition but was you sort of would you feel your feelings when you was younger as well or was everything sort of voided out I learned how to suppress them I think um I learned from an early age that yeah I was I was sensitive you know I was a sensitive lad growing up um but I learned how to hide it you know mm -hmm. I never felt I could speak about my emotions um I never felt in this society I didn't feel like that they were that's what that's what a man did you know that we didn't talk about that stuff it's just like oh yeah just you know man up get on with it you know that kind of that kind of um mentality which you know when it when it came to the crux of it when things went wrong or things started to fall apart I still had this belief that it's like no you've got to do it yourself you know you've got to be the strong one you're the strong one in the family so you know just gotta gotta get on with it and that I mean in a way it put me to where I needed to be because without that I probably wouldn't have gone I wouldn't have sunk so low and I probably wouldn't have discovered all this stuff you know I look at all my journey and all these things as divine right um, everything, even the bad stuff, was perfect in its in in, in its entirety. And so, it's it's like I believe that we you know we sign up for we sign up for the the lessons and the path before we come down to this to this planet. And um, and and so that's that was my karmic path, um, which which is perfect. What was the was there What was it like? growing up in your house that like, was the emotions shown or was the, the what was the dynamics yeah I had a really good I had a really good upbringing you know I was what we'd cast as privileged um I had everything I needed I had the support I needed I had you know a loving family um my mum and dad my sister all really loving you know there was, I don't if society if, if society looked at my at my childhood they wouldn't say it was traumatic mm. you know um there were certain things i look back on and think and think that my the warped thinking that i had took things as 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 traumatic like um you know my sister's five years younger than me and therefore having to and and, and for, so having to share love at five years is 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 probably a lot of or having that warped thinking of sharing love at five years because it's not true it's not it's not i didn't have to you know but it's like that shaped my behaviors and my fears in later life. And it's not that anyone did anything wrong. Um, it's that the way my mind processed it, the way my ego processed it and developed these patterns of fear of being pushed aside. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm doing like my trauma course on the wounded feminine at the moment. And it's got like me and my brother are two and a half years apart. And if you, was you the eldest then? 
yeah. yeah. So we've had all that sort of love and attention potentially. Like it, it, the dynamic was fucked in my family, but the love and attention I had for my mum, like she really was there for that. I see that now. But when my brother came along, he was quite a needy child and he was quite sick a lot and he was very skinny. And, and it was almost like it made me be like, I didn't need it. It was like I got rejected. And then yeah. stepping into this world, I have to do a thing for myself from such a young age you become this independent not showing your emotions be the strong one and being a stronger old like the female it almost like stepped into this masculine yeah. this role and it was like i had a lot of when i started waking up actually i had a lot of me and my brother always had what i thought was a really we had a really great relationship when i look back on it now we actually was a little bit codependent but I had all this resentment towards him and so it was through the meditation i started to recognize i was like I was really jealous of when you come along, you little shit. And like, you know, he would he would be pushing a buggy till he was six and not have to. And he was, you know, he got all this attention because he wasn't well. But it's 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 interesting to see. And they, they say as well, like before the mum can fully reject us, because that's what we feel is going to happen. We must reject them first. And then yeah. those patterns continue in our adult life. And it really resonated when you said in the relationship, but I will push them away first yeah. until uh, before they can reject me. What um have what sort of stuff have you sort of been working through for, to sort of process stuff like that in relationships or? So really, so of late, um, I've been really working through through rejection. Um, really, really working through um that this year. This year has been really big for me with rejection and um. And I see, I see the 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 people in my life playing their roles perfectly, absolutely perfectly. You know, um, it all started or it kicked off when I was on on tour with Liam doing the. We we went around the country um, selling full power cacao and putting on cacao ceremonies all around the country, which is absolutely epic. But behind the scenes of that, I was going through a lot of triggers. I think in a week I had um, rejection in a in a kind of a love relationship in a romantic kind of fashion i had rejection in a business um opportunity where i was in business with someone and they said oh, i don't want to do that not with you anymore and then i had my daughter i mean she's only five but saying oh, i don't want to see you anymore daddy you know all in a week and it's really triggering it was like the universe was really sticking that knife in you know and being like you need to look at this this is part of you because these things in us they're just they're made up in our mind the things that we've created right um the things that we the preferences we like in you know we have in our in our life whether that be you know i like this person or i don't like that person we decided that you know it's like the situation just is as it is it's just but we've got these these parts of our psyche that have that have developed these triggers which are essentially just early warning systems that say well that happened before and you felt this way and you labeled that way as bad so that you labeled that feeling which is just a sensation in the body right you labeled that as bad and then you told me as in the mind that you never want to feel bad and that's my like i always say the mind is like the most creative and amazing tool in the world it's like having picasso in your head right but you've given it the wrong job you've told it that you want it to make sure the primary purpose is to make sure you never feel bad right which is an impossible task because you're just the one deciding what is bad 
And also, you're moving the goalpost every five minutes. So it's like, it's almost like you gave Picasso the job of a security guard, right? Which is... <laughs> Love that. And then you've come back three months later and gone, mate, where's all my paintings? And, and, and it's gone, what do you mean? Well, I've just spent all the time making sure that you didn't feel bad. I didn't have time to paint. And so it's like when the universe is showing me these things, showing me these points of projection, it's like, how can I be okay with this? Not how can I make it okay? Because a lot of, you know, my whole life I spent running around trying to change the outside world or positively think my way out of it. It's just like, how can I relax and let this feeling just flow through? So what I was doing was just feeling the feelings, really feeling them. And what was coming up was, it was magical, but I was re-feeling all of the feelings from around my suicide attempt. All of those feelings that I couldn't handle back then, all the feelings of rejection, of abandonment, of lack of everything was being refelt and it was coming up and I could see, and I, I could see it from, a, from an observer, from a witness point of view. I was sat there behind the thoughts, somewhere back here, don't know, um, way back behind, watching these thoughts come up, watching the thought come up of, this is too much, let's get out of it. Or you need to go and do this to suppress it. Mm -hmm. right? It really, really got triggered in May when we had the double, um, double uh, eclipse. I'm a double Taurus as well. I've got my star and my moon in Taurus. And it was into so it was like dub, I was like ultimate trigger space for me. And I literally spent a week in bed. Um, but just not in a depressive way, just in a way of like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just gonna be with this. I'm just gonna be with these feelings. I'm gonna relax and I'm gonna release as much of this energy that's stuck in me as I can. So I'm not you. I wasn't using any techniques to shift it. I was just just allowing these sensations within me to be, and allowing the mind to do whatever it needed to do, but just not buying into it. And then after that week, it was like, right now, now that's it. Now I reparent myself. Now, now it's time to shift that energy. So now it's time to get the breath work out. Now it's time to get the yoga out. Now it's time to get all these techniques out to really, really finish the job, right? But I gave myself, I respected myself and my strength enough to know that feeling my feelings, I wasn't going to die from it. You know, I, could, I, I had everything, all the tools I needed and, and just being able to, they're just sensations. And if I can change that and I can just allow those sensations to happen within me and I was okay afterwards, then I no longer needed to suppress them. And if I no longer need to suppress them, they're no longer going to trigger me or they're going to trigger me a lot less. Mm. So that's kind of the process that I went through, this re-feeling of all of that stuff, which at the time was not easy, really traumatic and up and down, but also really cathartic at the same time. Because it's like with any of this stuff, when we shift, you know, when you're in a cacao ceremony and you shift something, you come out feeling great because you're lighter. You're quite literally shifted dense energy within you. And it's like, oh my God, that's such a relief. So that's kind of, yeah, that's how I, how I process this stuff. I sit with it, I be with it, I allow the being, the soul, the Atman, the, the indwelling presence underneath 
to not because that part of you knows everything's perfect everything's fine there is no problem but it's allowing this it's a, it's it's access allowing the psyche to process this stuff through without either suppressing it or reacting you know and 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 going and having to do something you know just just sitting and being and and yeah grounding as much as possible i feel that's what i do now like when things come up i'll like if i need to lay on the kitchen floor and cry i just get myself into child's pose and i'm down but the guilt that comes with i'm not you know necessarily in a space where i'm earning enough money to take this time out to rest to because as we know like when things come up it's, it's it can really take a lot of energy yeah. and then potentially if you're still doing stuff or working or creating or giving your energy or doing healing it you know it's, it's then allowing yourself that time to go and get in bed that afternoon like yesterday i was about to do a load of stuff and i thought i just need to lay outside and hearing that guilt come in that or that shame that you're taking this rest but it's amazing to hear that we're all recognizing that it's so important mm. and in that space is where the magic tends yeah. something will come through for you yeah and it's it's um that's it's programming it's societal programming that teaches us we have to be doing all the time we have to be doing we have to be earning money's just energy yeah money is and and, and it's one of the hardest things to get because it's one of the biggest programs is is that we have to be earning and we have to you know get this and get that and do, 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 because that will make us okay truly truly anyone everyone in the world is just trying to be okay yeah it's all they're trying to do whether that be with a job with a relationship whatever well that's where the that's where needs come from needs come from i just want to be okay and this will make me i mean i'm not talking about like breathing and those needs right because yeah like you do need those um don't stop doing them uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the needs where you say oh i need this in a relationship no 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 that's you trying to be okay and make the outside world fit your okayness mm. um whereas if we can have a look actually just look at that and be like oh well what's oh well that's because i don't want this person to think x y and z of me so like, well i think what someone once said to me what other people think of you is none of none of your business mm. that's their shit, right and actually it's like there's another saying that is i'm not what you think i am you're what you think i am because the world reflects to us the world everyone around us is constantly reflecting the parts of us because if it wasn't inside if that that element of what we're picking up on wasn't and this is positive and negative or what we deem as positive and negative if that wasn't in us we wouldn't see it just it's just like goes straight over our head so it's like I had an experience the other day where I felt disrespected and hands up, I reacted to it, right? And then I sat down afterwards and I went, okay, let's center. Where in my life do I not respect myself? Where am I not being respectful, you know? And really looking at it like that and going, oh, actually, like there are parts of where I'm, I do behavior very similar to that. And that's been reflected back to me and also how I treat myself. It's like, right, where can I just be more respectful to myself? And it happens with, you know, that, and that for me is like, okay, well now I'm going to change me, change my behaviors in order to, to be more respectful and to, and it, 
yeah just working with the world in this way is magical because every every minute every second becomes an, an opportunity to to learn or you know when it's good appreciate it you know when something triggers you it's like oh right what's that telling me mm. how can i work with that it's shifting that perception mm. you know we're not it's not positive thinking as such it's not like i've got to change that thought it's like oh no this is a good thing you know how i look at my suicide attempt this is a good thing because it's allowed me to grow mm. you know and everything every trigger that comes up no matter how painful it is this is a good this is this is, this is growth you know every every opportunity it's an opportunity every circumstance is an opportunity for me to either expand and grow or contract and run away mm. what do i want to choose to do and it's a process listen i don't do it every time sometimes i run away i had it um the other night and i uh got i got triggered and then i triggered back so i transferred it back and then i got really annoyed at myself because i've then so i'm laying in bed and i'm like i'm just sort of stroking my beard yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you do and, and he's got um penny for your thoughts i'm like i'm annoyed at myself and triggering back and then i thought oh no 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 because now i'm turning inwards on myself to attack myself so i sort of played it out let the feeling come out and then i was like what could i have said yeah. um what was what was actually happening i felt disrespected as well and then sort of and a lot of it actually i realized it wasn't even what was interesting i was like my mum used to feel really disrespected when this behaviour used to happen in the house. And I used to do that to her and my dad used to do that and my brother. And I could really appreciate how she must have felt. And I thought, gosh, she did really go through a lot. So it also brought like a lot of um, gratitude and just a lot of love coming through as well. And then I was like, really glad that happened. And it's, it's like leaning into it. But it's also that you, now you've got so much awareness that like trying to not overanalyze. Yeah. I know this is response has happened and because of this and certain patterning. So it does, it can do my Sweden sometimes, but it was, um, sometimes I have a day off. Sometimes I have a day off. That's I just, what I guess I was like, I'm going over the park. I had a bit of an edible. I thought, I don't care. I'm just going to sit out and just sort of be in the sun and just do some yoga and just chill out and just enjoy this weather. Cause I need to have yeah. a bit of time out and that's okay as well. Yeah. We're human. Yeah. I was like, I'm here to, to be a human being and and have have a nice time but that's what i found when i first started doing the work is it got really serious and i'm doing all this shadow work and all this deep stuff and then i'm like oh you've gone into a new pattern which is technically an old pattern of becoming a workaholic on yeah. yourself and it's because i didn't feel worthy of taking time out because i wasn't earning enough yeah. money or and i didn't deserve to do that and it was it felt hard but then i was like i'm just going to surrender because i'm always okay yes I'm always okay. And it was my yoga teacher said that he went, it's okay just to be okay. Yeah. That's when the penny dropped me. And another guy said, like, you know, you said like what other people think of you is none of your business. He was like, timing is none of your business as yes. well. And I was like, you are so right. And I really resonated with that because I thought I'm a little miss impatient. And I was like, you just got to let it flow and come to you. And I'm really glad that things have slowed down because it allows me if I need to cry or be in bed or do what I need to do for whether it's an hour or a day or whatever, I need I I, I appreciate that space and yes. I appreciate all the work I've put in as my past that allows me that time now and to take that break. Yeah. And I love yeah, I love what you said there about the timing that like I had experienced recently. So I've done my energy healing training. Um, and I was energy healing in, in, in ceremonies. And then I was like, I want to be offering this as a service. Right. And, um, 
I did, can't, couldn't, I did, couldn't find a location. I was getting stressed about it. And I just ended up going, well, maybe that's just not for me. Maybe that's not supposed to happen. Or I'll just leave it, right? Anyway, so I was doing a bit of work with someone and I ended up in a town where I was looking for some vegan food and couldn't find any. And then eventually found this little panini place that literally just opened for lunch hours, right? Popped in, ordered this vegan panini. It was like really nice as well. It was absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> and the lady behind, I got chatting to the lady behind the counter and she was like, I was talking to her about cacao ceremonies, talking about, about meditation, all this stuff. And she gave me this flyer for this gym and said, these guys would be really interested with, in it. It's, a, it's like a functional gym. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I put it in the car and then left it for about three weeks. And then went, had the, had the um, went on the, the Stone Cold Sober Festival where it was the first time, that festival was the first time I tapped into, well, I know, first time I, in public, started with the the light language with the tapping into channeling mm. these languages i call them soul languages because i think some of them are shamanic some of them are, uh, are interdimensional some of them are uh, galactic but before that i would have started energy healing without it because i would have felt still that fear of not of, of, of being seen you know still that fear of staying in the shadows a little bit going oh no you know people think that's too woo woo people think that's you know they'll they'll quit not well what will they think of me who knows what they'll think of me right like i said that what they think of me is none of my business but you know i was still in that energy a little bit and and then literally after after the festival i went to see them and this gym absolutely amazing it's a little gym called sapien training it's on the a23 in sussex and um and I got in there and they were like, oh, we can't believe it because we've been looking for pit, pit, someone for doing cow ceremonies. We're like, we love it. Well, we've never done them before, but we were really interested in it. And I was like, oh, perfect. They've got this functional gym, which is like kind of been what I've been calling in. I want to get out of the bodybuilding style training and get into like something that actually helps my life, <laughs> you know, rather than making me just all stiff and rigid. <laughs> um, and then they've got this yoga studio, which is perfect for ceremonies. And then we go downstairs and the guy goes, he said oh we've got this therapy room that there's a massage therapist that uses it every now and again but you know if you want to use that for any healings and i was like crazy like thank you so much like this is amazing so i popped in there day before yesterday and was they put me on the website so i can now take bookings like we've sorted out a, a cacao ceremony day it's like everything's just perfect it's in a quiet location like so much potential in this place these people are really beautiful people and really open and just like i can go and do yoga down there i can go and get into like get into the functional training and when i work out what how to swing a mace around my head without knocking myself out um but yeah just that, but that's that divine timing right because i was trying to push it before and i was trying to oh do i go and buy a bed do i do it at people's houses you know what do i do nothing feels right blah 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 and then it just drops in the universe goes yeah now's the time you've just you've now stepped up because mm. i so so my light language came in i was on another one of liam's retreats and i had a healing with um with with a lady called paulina and she, this this language started flowing out of me in this healing and i was kind of suppressing it at the time i wasn't thinking of, and, and and we had a chat about it and she was like yeah that's you know she speaks she channels the same language and I went into this cacao ceremony on the retreat and it's going off 
right? My hands are flipping around everywhere, doing all these symbols. I can't control it. Um, this language is going on my head, but I, I'm really conscious of everyone around me. I don't want to disturb them. And then afterwards, the lady who was, uh, Joanna, was playing the bowls, playing the singing bowls, was like, it was like you were telling me what to do. Mm. But like, and, and then since then, it, it comes out every now and again in, in when I'm hosting, holding space, but I've never really stepped up as a, someone who does that. You know, I've never admitted it publicly, like on social media or whatever. You know, I've never, it's just been that kind of like, oh, it's only, only in front of people who, either do it themselves or I know will accept it. And then after the ceremony, after the festival, it's like, no, this is, this is part of what you offer. This is part of what you're here for. Um, this is a, you know, and this is, this is, this is normal <laughs> for you to be channeling this stuff, to be accessing these abilities that, you know, uh, were, were dormant for so long. And it's scary. I, I, there's still fear in there it's like oh what what are people gonna you know what what people are gonna say are people gonna like it whatever but it's truth of it is it doesn't really matter like the universe is the signs are there like i know that it's the right thing to do i know that this is an ability i've been given for a reason you know when i share this language when i share these sounds it's like i'm gifting to people it's like they're feeling they're getting downloaded with and, and upgraded with these you know, whether it be around protection or whatever, I normally know the subject behind it. I normally know what the, I can't translate the language the word for word, but I know that the, the energy that's, that sits behind it. So it might be more love. It might be, you know, when it was at the, uh, f at the festival, it was all, a lot of it was around reassurance that there, these, these beings, these, and the, these guides are all around us. And, and it was magical and it's, it is magical and scary at the same time, which, but it's like that is my opportunity to expand. Do I, do I contract? Do I step back and go, no, 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 that's, that's too much. Or do I go, no, do you know what? This is me, you know, and it's taking that opportunity. Yeah. Like, like, like I was spirituality was not on my radar as well. And mm -hmm. even light language is super new. Yeah. Like I haven't, nothing's like necessarily come through, but I'm getting familiar hearing it. I've got a very good friend of mine who does Reiki and she's like, don't know what's going on, but all this stuff is coming out and she's always meditating and her body's gone a bit nuts and her partner films it and it freaks her out and it, she sort of suppressed it as well for years mm. but like to hear it so comfortably now and to feel like it just sounds like it's coming home to yourself yeah. and it's interesting because I, I did wonder what's like if you was an earth sign like Taurus, Virgo or Capricorn and spirituality they say comes like last for us because yeah. we're part of like the earth warriors so we're so like in this plane that we don't believe that there is anything else out there for us and then it's like oh this is what this is why we've been sad for so long or this is what's been missing from our lives and we know where we want to connect so it is it's, it's beautiful to hear that it's coming through and you're expressing it and it's like it gives you that the more people we are around it like the sound healing i don't know if you did it with joanna and paulina and lisa at liam's festival I did it and I've experienced it with them before yeah oh my god like I just felt like I don't know what happened I don't know if I was just, I still stay very much in the body like I don't like necessarily have visuals or anything like that but the feelings that I've got mm. going through and I just came out of this and I said I don't know what you've done but my energetic state felt like it had another shift or upgrade and it's 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 another friend of mine as well I'm hearing more females doing it so it's nice to hear that the men are starting to channel that as well and get comfortable with it so you're stepping up to show that it's it's this is okay this is normal this is part of who we are and so i witnessed so this is um i don't share this very often actually
but in a in a, in a ceremony in in this the ceremony after the healing what i witnessed was when on when i attempted my suicide my suicide part of my soul or my soul left and and i witnessed an intergalactic warrior it's like a captain of a ship kind of thing sacrificing himself for peace and that soul dropping into dropping into my body um in order to complete the karmic lessons that i had in this lifetime anyway but also and that's when that started coming through um the name i get for it is hishkaka is the name of the being that dropped in and it was like a really emotional moment because it's like oh my god like just the feeling of sacrifice but love that was in that moment of right let's go and, it was literally like let's go and sort this shit out mm. and then this language starts coming through and you know it's been like i said it's been a journey without just being able to express it to push through the ego of oh no i can't do that like, that's that's too that's too weird Normal, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and to the point where it's like no this is like i can't suppress this anymore you know i'm now offering activations on my website which people can go and buy it like i've recorded a lot like a soul language activation on there um i'm going to be doing soul language meditations in the evening like online for people who just want to come and go through a little bit of a galactic meditation i've got my first ever outside of the festival my first ever um galactic cacao ceremony wow. where it'll be like channeled it'll be meditation and drumming and a little bit of breath work and all kinds of bits and bobs but in there will be you know this soul language activation these soul language codes come in as well which is again like the first it's me stepping up i'm like no this is it i'm out of the shadows now it's no putting me back in there mm. um, and then yeah and then energy healing galactic energy healing as well which just resonates so much it's like i'm guided to do it it's not it's not necessarily it is a choice but it's it's there you know it's and it needs to be shared want to do it like you're here yeah. to play your gifts like this is your time exactly exactly <laughs> and it feels so right um so yeah what um like again like similar story like coming from that bodybuilding sort of background and training mm. and that that body like what sort of shifted for you since all this has happened like what's your relationship with your body like now and food for, was food like a big deal growing up for you was that something that sort of shifted as you got older like with the it shifted when i got older it shifted when it when i learned about macros <laughs> and and i used to eat like random stuff because because it fitted into my macros right so i needed x amount of protein and carbs and 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 fats and so anything that fitted into that i'd eat it and people when i used to work with and they used to sit at my desk eating like cold fish and pasta right and with no sauce or anything and they're like what you do? and i'm gagging them as eating it and they're like what are you doing and i'm like oh, i need to eat it they're like no just go and get a fucking sandwich like a normal person but it was that obsessive part of me, you know, that obsess, that obsession within me. I have, have to do this. Boom, 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 boom. Now, I, I kind of broke out of it a little bit after after rehab of the dieting side of things. But the gym element was still there. And then for the last eight, well, I've just gone back to the gym now, but for the last 18 months, I didn't go to the gym. So I just did yoga. Um, and just like slow yoga so nothing around that and the journey and, and the intention for that for me and the journey for that with for me was to let go of needing to be a certain way to let go of the muscular physique to let go of the reasons why I was doing it and and to you know at the beginning I'd find myself pinching a bit of skin you know oh, I'm putting a bit of weight on and and then catching myself doing it and going no that's okay 
and learning to love my body exactly how it is whenever it is regardless and now i'm at a point point where i do i do really love the person i am the body i am but it's like oh actually it'd be nice to be a bit fitter it'd be nice you know doing it from a right intention doing it because it's good for my body and it's good for for my strength or whatever not from a place of i need to look or be a certain way and so that's really helped shift i mean it helped the lockdowns because they shut the gyms so for a little bit and i, I just kind of carried it on which is kind of like well now i'm in this space let's let's carry on with this and it's been a real journey and a real shift and so really uncomfortable sometimes but definitely worth it and definitely i feel freer with it like now i eat what i want right and and actually i'm probably in the best i'm probably the leanest i've ever been <laughs> so yeah it's not it's like to be fair in the first lockdown i think i was so happy hmm. I, I i remember getting because i was still weighing myself back then yeah. and I, I got on the scale and i thought fuck me i haven't weighed this less since i was a teenager and i couldn't i was fighting to get that weight and it just naturally where i was happy i was outdoors i was doing things like walking i wasn't in the gym obsessively because they'd shut the gyms yeah and then like even today like before uh we jumped on i thought it's a really nice day out. i'm gonna go for a walk and i thought you know what i'm gonna do a power walk because not because i want to lose weight i want to do a power because i want to get that bit of cardio feeling because yeah you know i've given up all like i've stopped doing all the body pumps i was I was yeah. a, like obsessed with all that spinning. So now I do the holistic training and I've got very heavily into, I don't know if you tried yin yoga yet. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Do you mind if you pause just a second, just so I can nip, nip to the loo? <laughs> yeah, so like I can say, yin yoga, I think as well, has really helped me shift from that masculine energy into that feminine energy and like learning to surrender and be still and recognize that i'm still doing something beautiful for my body without needing to punish it and take yeah. that sort of approach yeah and then interweaving now with that softness with that like you said doing it because i want to get a bit fitter or but in a health it's a it's a very different relationship now mm. and yeah and and yin for me is great because we would we hold so much emotion and in, in in our bodies and, and trauma in our bodies that sitting in that posture for three for four or five minutes right and it allows us to release that it allows us to work through that to push those limits a little bit you know there's there's a place for yin yoga there's a place for yang yoga like mm -hmm. you know there's also you know the discipline you know the yin and the yang is they're very you know we're here to balance them right we're here to to be a balance those and we live in a yang world we live in a masculine world um and sometimes I'll be honest, sometimes I can be too yin, right? I can be too being and, and that, and I need to step up the, the yang yoga and get moving and that discipline, you know, but it's the balance, you know, when you talk about in yoga, in yoga, in, in the Hindu tradition, we talk about uh, Shiva and Shakti, you know, Shiva being the divine consciousness, Shakti being the, the pure energy, right? So the pure energy of creation is great, but if there's no consciousness there to witness it, then, it, then there's no there's no, nothing to exist and the same it's like if there's consciousness but no energy then then it's you know we're out of balance and there's again there's no existence so it's having to balance those two mm -hmm. um you know yang is the same they're just kind of like different different modalities calling things different things it's like but it's all it's all that this journey of rebalancing that mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, yin definitely for emotional is is powerful. You know, I've sat in classes and hated that teacher, hated them like oh, especially doing to, to, a toe stretch. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh. I remember the first time Liam got to do one of those retreats. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> I don't hate. That's the strong word. Like I was like, oh, but it's like, yeah, I need that stuff mm. and that discipline. The discipline from being in those positions that's still a you know it's, it's something that, that the, the world lacks these days you yeah. know, we come from a society where it's too easy to give up mm. um, and I recognize that in myself you know throughout my life it's, you know, I've given up easily whereas now it's like no like I do I practice tapas which is um, discipline in the yogic tradition in the niyamas of yoga and it's it's um, setting it's like it's like challenges like you know when you're a fitness challenge or whatever it's like setting a goal and saying right looking looking for i, I, I generally i'll look for a place in my uh, something in my life that i want to improve so for example i might say all right i want to improve my focus of attention so i'm calling in focus of attention and then i'll consecrate that so i consecrate a lot of things in my life i don't know if you've come across consecration consecration is where we offer the the practice or whatever it is we're doing up to something greater than ourselves so we offer and you can do it with anything with a meal you can do it with a yoga practice you can do it with any breath work a lot sometimes it's your day and it's like oh so i'll sit there and i'll be like right i'm offering this practice i'm offering all the energies all the fruits any any lessons up for up to the greater good up to the the greater good to, to god the universe the source whatever you call it for the benefit of all sentient beings wherever they may be on this planet um so for the benefit of the collective um you know unconditionally and so I'm doing it not just for me, I'm doing it for, and it really brings that sense of ceremony to everything. And it, for me, it makes it really, it helps it become really powerful. Um, and so, yeah, um, can't remember where we're going with that now. Um, you about tapas and consecration. Yeah, that's it. So, so I'll offer that up. So I'll offer that up. And then I'll set a, I'll set a, um, a, a, a time i'd be like right i'm gonna my, the last one i've just done and you don't you don't have to start with this length but it was just 49 days so 49 days of, of a silent 20 minute silent meditation every day and there's times when it's like times when it's really easy through that time and there's times when i have to kick in and screaming to that meditation but you know it's it, it, with the intention of building that and then after you've hit that 49 days you receive the benefits you receive the the upgrades the you know the downloads that it's like you've offered you've said you're going to do this and you've done it mm. you know and and where, where it comes from helping people with self-esteem when it you know I always introduce these i mean they're shorter but i'll introduce right go and do this for seven days because when you're feeling crap about yourself when you're feeling low you're feeling like i'm not worth it i'm not enough if you can say you're going to do something and do it that's so powerful because you get to the end of it and you go, no, actually I did that. Mm. And then it's right. Okay. Well, there's the next one. If I can do seven days, I'll do 10 days. If I do 10 days, I'll do 14 days, mm. you know? And it's like making these things achievable, but giving it an end date, because the problem is, well, it's not a problem, but what a lot of people do is that, right, I'm going to meditate every day. Right. The first day you don't, you failed. Okay. But if I say I'm going to meditate every day for seven days, it makes it so much more achievable. It's got an end date, it's got a goal, you know, and that's important for me within my coaching is to have that goal. It's like, 
we, we want to achieve something, we want to see something, you know, otherwise an open-ended goal is, again, it's like, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. And, and of course, when you fail, the mind and the ego and that part of you that's not feeling enough goes, see, told you so. <laughs> told you you're not good enough. Yes. I call myself a flexible noodle because originally I was, I think when I started doing the breath work, it just happened that three months later, I'd done it every night, not because I was like aware that these things build thing, habits yeah. and it, it, I liked it because I was holding my breath longer and longer. And then it started to hit that competitive side of me. And I think I'd got up to like, I think my record was like four minutes breath hold. So I was like, sweet, what's next? And I, then I got introduced to a different type of breath work, but I find enough just finished a hundred day, um, 20 minute meditation. It sort of twigged to me. And when I was speaking to Liam, he said, that's a tapas. And I was like, oh, cool. So it's nice to know that we're all sort of, mm. what I do now is if I miss a day, I'm like, that's chill because you're still doing a hundred days of it, or you're still doing seven days of it, but you might do those seven days in, fuck it. If it takes you three weeks, it takes you three weeks. But did you complete that intention? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I find that I can get really fixed. I was doing the same. I'm failing if I didn't, you know, or if I wasn't. And I think it reminded me of the diet days as well, like being on a diet and stuff like that. So I'm like, right, you can have a refeed or a this or that. And now I'm saying with food, like that finally for me is starting to be flexible as well and be like, this is going to nourish my body. I'm a human being and I can eat this because I also need to survive and eat. And that's okay. But yeah, it's, it's um, I've never heard it called a consecration before. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. And it's important, you know, I like, I, I, I like the yogic teachings mm. and for me. So the, 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 the Niyama before tapas, so the Niyama before discipline, which I believe is called at Samtosha is um, contentment. And there's a reason why it's before the discipline, because it's like, when we're inputting these things and we're looking for areas where we want to improve, it's like, but be content where you are. You know, it's like for me to get to where I want to be, mm. the best way for me to do that is to be really good at being where I am, mm. being content with where I am and allowing, allowing things to flow from there, which mm. is where that being and that presence comes in as well. It's like, can I be in this space exactly as I am? knowing that everything's perfect exactly as it is. But that doesn't mean you don't do anything. It just means that doing comes from a centered space. So I'm not doing in order to try and fix something. I'm not doing in order to try and cover, cover up because I'm not, essentially because I'm not okay. It's like, no, be okay first. But that doesn't mean you can't improve. Yeah, no, I love that. There's something else that come up as well i've got i scribbled down so many notes um, well, i feel like if it comes back it will come back so in regards to what you're doing now and you said like you've, you've you're moving more towards sounds like more in person sort of stuff and bits and pieces like when you initially started doing your your other business and what was that what is your like it sounds like it's a spiritual kind of coaching yeah so like what sort of bits is involved in that sort of stuff and i like to call it um it's like intuitive soul alignment cool it's like allow helping people realign with their soul but from an intuitive perspective so i don't have a guidebook 
mm-hmm. don't have a, a, a playbook that says right well this week we're going to do blah right it's like what feels good what feels right for that person um and actually like the lockdowns and all of that have been a blessing because i coach people all across the world yeah you know um I've got, you know, I've coached and, and also for, for, for ceremonies, you know, I've, I've held ceremonies and coaching for people in, what do we have, Cyprus, um, Trinidad, America, Australia, like, as well as like the UK, but also in the UK, it's like all around the UK. So like, there's no, there's no, like I've come to Manchester this week yes. and it's like, I can still share and still work from here. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful gift that we've been given, this this ability to connect. Um, and it's pretty magical that I'm speaking to the computer and you can hear me miles away. It's like, wow. Uh, when you actually break it down, it's like, wow, it's mind-blowing. But what, um, what gave you like the confidence to sort of and the motivation to sort of like because I think a lot of people, including myself, like we can really procrastinate and sort of hold off knowing that. But you've managed to, like you said, you've had this mad journey and then you've created something and you've gone boom, 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 and it's just, it's there. And it's like, what sort of got you going with that or kept you motivated to create it? So it start, a lot of it started, I, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night one night because I was in this space where I didn't really want to share. I didn't really want to, I wanted to coach people. I didn't really know how to. I was trying to give it away for free and nothing was working. Um, just to practice and like because you give things away for, and also you give things away, things away for free and people just don't turn up people don't respect it it's like and i'm the same you know if i get something for free i sign up for something free and then i never actually do it um but yeah and then so i woke up in the middle of the night one night and i had this what i now perceive as a download you know this 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 information drop in and and i wrote it all down i couldn't get back to sleep and it was like if you want to get back to sleep you've got to write this down so i wrote it all down and I woke up next morning and this 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 thing in me just said, you've got to, you've got to post it on, on you've got to post it on your YouTube or social media. It was YouTube, I think, at the time. And I was like, oh, really? Do I have to? Honestly. And then I was like, okay, if I have to do it, give me a sign. And then like about three minutes later, I saw a white feather. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do it. And so I started recording videos on, on Facebook. Um and there's a, there's a, there's a, so I was doing that, but a lot of it was scripted. And then there was a, there's a, there's a lovely, there's a lovely lady who does, she's a spiritual teacher on, on YouTube called Laurie Ladd. Um, and I messaged her private, I messaged her and not, didn't expect to get a reply. Right. Just like, have you got advice? And she messaged me and said, I oh, really quickly, actually, can, 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 bear in mind how many followers she's got and just said, post everything you record because you recorded it for a reason. There's someone there that wants to hear it, you know, and it's like, it was all around the t- intention for me and why I was recording these videos. It was like, oh, even if it helps one person, but what that did is it gave me the confidence to step up and to step out and to start speaking about this stuff, to start being like, yeah, this is who I am. You know, I am coaching people. And then someone on, I was on a group call with someone and then straight afterwards, this lady messaged me and just said, um, I, I want you to coach me. Wow. And and I was like, okay. And at the time, I was like, okay. Well, I've classed myself as a coach, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> and then it was like the working through the money side of it. It's like, oh, that's that for me was really uncomfortable. It was like, oh, what? and originally I said oh, I'll do it for free, and she was like, no, you won't. <laughs> She's like, well, you will not do it for free. No way. You've got to charge me, even if it's like 
that you know a really small amount so started with that and i started we, we started working and intuitively started and it and it and it, and it was like i knew i had things were coming to me and it's like well she needs to go and do this and i was like okay and i would tell her and it'd work and i'm like oh and then it's like and now she needs to go and do and it's like and it just flowed and I, i've had like loads of clients where it's just it just comes to me in the session like you need she needs to do this boom okay that's what she needs to do i don't class my coaching as like it's like it's not me doing it i'm not it's not necessarily from a from a whole I, I do have i have i have certificates in in coaching and in and in um meditation and mindfulness practices um i'm a certified i can't remember what they call it now i'm a certified life coach certified mindful and meditation coach but it's in that moment it's in that in that moment of this is what that client needs now and it's like it's like i'm a guide it's like i'm a mentor and a guide and a, a signpost it's like it's sometimes i say things and i'm like i have never heard that before in my life in yeah. fact i need to write it down because yeah. you know and I'm, I'm actually writing a book um of little sayings that come out little phrases little passages where it's like a teaching summarized in a little passage write it down and at some point i'll publish that but um, when I, when it's when it's complete but um yeah it's been really powerful how did because this is one thing i sort of struggle with from when it's like the, the finance like the, the saying so i go someone will go like what do you charge and i'm like uh, or, or just i don't know do an exchange or and it just sort of it's like this yeah. entity inside of me that just even though i worked so much like growing up and had all this fear around money now it's like, how do you decide what is the right thing to? So there's so much coming up. Like, is there any recommendations you sort of suggest with things like that? Yeah, there's a brilliant book called The Prosperous Coach. Um, can't remember who it's by, but um, that really it's probably the most spiritual coaching book that deals with finances and stuff that I've ever read. Mm -hmm. um, most in alignment with me, um, and. You know, it talks in there about, and this is my belief, is that, uh, and this kind of broke it down for me as well, is that a client's not paying me for an hour. They're paying me for my entire lifetime. Yes. My entire lifetime of, of experiences. And so then it's it was just a case of me feeling into the numbers, feeling into what is it I valued my time and, and my experience at. And... And then, but then also like double checking it, you know, is that because, is that from a place of fear? Mm. Or is that from a place of, no, that's actually genuine. And that feels right. Um, and then it, you know, yeah, just really going from the heart, centering in the heart, rather than the head, centering in the heart, being like, is this right? Does this feel right? And you know when it is, the heart has all the answers, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 it, so much more intelligent than the mind mm. and it's interesting you brought up the free thing like that touch with that was something i haven't really done so much of but i've seen a lot of people sort of do that and get disheartened because they're trying to give things away and it's like no one's coming in but it's like like you said same as me like i'll sign up to some things to be honest some of the free stuff that i have signed up for has profoundly changed my life like i did this five-day breath work course that was for free and the trauma release I had in my bedroom was was and I thought if this and that that's when I was like if this is what he's giving away for free then I can only dream what the rest of the course is going to be like as well so it's like swings and roundabouts but 
I do feel like a lot of people's confidence get knocked because like, oh, you try and do that and then no one will turn up or maybe one person you think I've given that evening or that time. It's yeah, like a- especially for one-to-one stuff because, you know, it's like you're giving away that hour and you could have been doing whatever. And But it's like people are much more likely to cancel. People mm. are much more likely to be like, oh, something else has come up. Someone's said, do you want to go to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I've had it from people who are in a, and it's and a lot, bearing bear in mind that a lot of people come to me because they're in a, it's not everyone, like some people come to me because they just want a bit of spiritual guidance, but um, some people, a lot of people come to me because they're in a rough place and they need help. Mm. And their mind is doing everything it can in order to keep them in that space. Because it doesn't want to, it's, it's, that's almost like it's become their safe space to be, to not be okay. And so any excuse, oh, I had a really rough day, no, I don't think I'm going to do tonight. I had a client the other day oh yeah i don't um can we shift can we shift the session and eventually it got to the bottom of it she was just trying to avoid her 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 emotions and it was like okay well you can skip if you really want to i'm never going to force you to do a session but i suggest that we work through this and actually what we had was quite a profound session and that's just the way it goes it's sometimes you need to push push through your uncomfortability do you do any work with with kids at all like with this sort of stuff so you mentioned like theta and i I don't know why it does come into my mind with with kids but um do you do any sort of stuff like i have with- done i have done some but most of it's with with adults um theta healing is um sort of tapping into the theta brain waves yeah um, and being able to reprogram um the mind but you can do a lot of healing through it as well so you can do a lot of clearing a lot of a lot of healing um and all kinds of different different techniques but there's there's also being able to dig through belief systems um and essentially pull and replace beliefs within ourselves so things that are holding us back in order to i don't know yeah it just come to me i was just like i just thought teenagers and i don't know why yeah i just did you do that sort of stuff online or is that more in person or both both i offer, I offer both so i've been doing the 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 angelic reiki and the theta healing online yeah. uh, for for some people um, who are open to because a lot of people a lot of people are still can't struggle with the concept of like uh remote healing and how healing you know i've healed people in all over the world but it's that oh well if they're not actually touching me or if they're not the mind struggles with that it's like the mind struggle i mean you know if you look at quantum physics and especially quantum entanglement as a theory it's like they've proved that this this stuff works they've proved that you know you do something in this part of the universe and it affects something you know light years away you know they've, they've they've gone through that process but it's still convincing the mind that just not being face to face things can actually shift in quite a dramatic way well, i've had healings remote you know over zoom and and had really big really big shifts just as much as um being in the room with someone I, i've also on the flip, on the flip side of that i've also hosted cacao ceremonies online and being able to heal them as if they were in the room with me being able to do that healing and it's like it's amazing and there you know the clients are always fed back oh my god i feel so much better but new people who have not maybe experienced that before or this is you know reiki or angelic reiki or whatever is is new to them it's a kind it's a, it's a difficult concept to get your mind around is that the fact that the quantum fields means we're all connected across the whole planet and therefore we can you can receive that healing at a distance 
well, till last year, I didn't even know what Reiki was. So, you know, and I'd, I'd gone around to this girl's house. We'd connected on Insta. I was like, let's hang out. You know, I'm, I'm just that person. And I'm when I'm drawn to someone, I sort of say, like, reach out. And then we were chatting. She was like, do you want me to do a card reading for you? And I thought, oh, I was open to stuff like that. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I'd be interested. And she's laid out the cards and she went, oh, you need a bit of healing. Do you mind if I do some Reiki on you? And I was like, I don't really know what that is, but go on then. And she put her hands over my womb and I just burst into tears. And this memory come up and I was like, what the fuck was that? And that sort of led me to it. And But then when someone suggested it on zoom i hadn't heard of reiki on zoom but a friend of mine does biomagnetism which again was a new thing for me and that's done magic for me i can't even tell you and she's like we're going to do a kinesiology session on zoom and i'd heard of kinesiology but i thought what's she going to be able to do for me so she goes hold this pulse point hold this say this mantra she's flicking through her book and as she said something this it was like a five-year-old child's grief was coming through and I was like I kept apologizing she went no you've got to feel it to heal it and that for me just started to open my mind and ironically I've actually got a Reiki session my first one online with a lady today at 6 p.m I've been with her in person and it was really cool but she couldn't see me I haven't seen her for like four months mm-hmm. and I messaged her yesterday she went no I can do an online one and my initial response was I need to be there with you and I was like hold on You've had an amazing kinesiology online. I know this stuff works. I teach online now and I've connected with people same like all over the world and I feel like I know them and I feel like I know like I'll say something. They're like, How did you know to even say that in that mm. session for that to come through? And I'm like, I just felt it. Mm. So it's it's it is and it's it's going from that not even really knowing what Reiki or anything was to going, you know what, I'm open to it all. And my friend yesterday, we did a podcast. She said she actually does Reiki for her food now and stuff like that. And I thought, I hadn't even anticipated. So I thought, I've heard of pets, humans, food. I give my gratitude. But I thought, I love that. I'm giving that energy to that as well. So it is a lot to get your mind round. And, you know, if you've never even heard of Reiki, to then say, we're going to do it over a computer screen, your mind's like, what? <laughs> and, and and for anyone who struggles with it, look up. I, I recommend looking up the uh, the quantum entanglement so in quantum entanglement it was an experiment done uh, i think it was in switzerland somewhere so they they took a particle so that the, the the very smallest thing that the human can manipulate basically they split it in half so they had two identical halves and they sent them seven miles apart in this special machine and then they manipulated one part of it and then observed what happened to the other part Whatever they did to one part happened to the other part, showing that although it was split, it was still connected. Now, if we look at the scientific theory of the Big Bang and everything came from one particle, then we're all connected. Everything around us is energy. We're not actually solid. We're energy. Right? The reason why we can't push through something is because of the electromagnetic force fields that resist, essentially. So like the uh, electrons that resist each other and you can't. That's what makes things solid. And it's like when you break that down, that like we only see 0.05% of visible light. We hear like 1% of the sounds. So there's so much stuff going on around us. Everything around us is energy. When you break it out of that, we're all connected. There's no distance isn't a thing. I've healed people in Australia, you know, and it's like if that, if you can do that, you know, and it's, it's, it is amazing. It is amazing. It is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I love a face-to-face session. 
it is it, it is beautiful but the, the the distance is no is no barrier to healing mm. it's interesting with the what you just said about the particles being split when you was talking about what happened with you um in your suicide attempt and going to retrieve it they say like the psyche splits so you, you've you've had you've seen now where you've gone and they say I don't know if you've done soul retrieval you probably have like soul retrieval meditations yeah uh, you would love it and you can you it will take you to a piece and in this meditation it was like it was taking us to a time of a memory and then I remember being really sad and confused and then it took me to this memory where my mum had gone through something and as a child I didn't understand what was going on and it was like a piece of my soul was there and it was like you're going to retrieve that now so you're you keep coming back and collecting it because we've we've dissociated and we've we've tapped out so the fact you said that about a particle as well there's probably like loads of us scattered around mm -hmm. and it's and i feel like like this theme for us a lot this month for july is like coming back to the self so mm -hmm. we can sort of bring those pieces in like re-strengthen ourselves because a lot of us scattering our energy everywhere yeah. and getting depleted at the moment there's a big like collective conscious and unconscious experience going around and we're all feeling this weird dynamic because we've not sort of gathered ourselves back in at the moment we're still trying to help or do these things it's like right can we find those little retrievals that maybe are floating around that want to come home and then we can get strong to go and do our thing now and sort of come together and cutting the cords to all these experiences and people it's like Whenever we interact with people, we we form these cords, and it's like, no, I need to like sever that because it's draining. It's like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. I do that through theatre, you know, pulling back. I do pull back part soul particles and soul parts of us in theatre, but it's um, we don't get into the story. It's, it's not it's not like the shamanic kind of process, which is very different. It's like, no, we just ask for them all to be washed and brought back to us, and reintegrated into a, who we are. And yeah, it's powerful. And I thought it was really interesting what you said um, you was like the cleanest drug user ever. And I thought naturally, because like, obviously water is so cleansing and now like I'm massive into cold water therapy and I believe you are too. And it's interesting. It's almost like your your body knew what it needed, but we've been programmed to have hot water, for example. Whereas if you was having probably, if you was going through that experience, having cold showers every day, maybe that could have pulled you out of whatever possibly was going through. Because as we know, like it really helps with our moods yeah yeah so I, I i i do a lot of cold water therapy yeah. um living down near brighton I, I i get in the sea when i can which i love um if not i get in the shower when it's cold and you know i've looked into the science behind it and it you know resets if you can get the vagus nerve at the back of your neck in cold water it resets your parasympathetic nervous system it calms everything you know um i was told that by a psychic uh last year that if i was ever if i ever wanted to recharge to get in the water that's like my grounding get in the water you know i love being in the water regardless of what what kind of form it's in that's me you know and it's so it's so fitting and now you know i teach or i hold space i'm doing it a weekend for illuminate in in manchester holding space for cold water therapy talking to people about the physical benefits talking to people about the you know the emotional benefits how it releases endorphins and and helps us with those feel good feelings but also from a spiritual perspective you know if you can sit in front of some kind of cold water do the breath work or whatever but prepare yourself for going in and overcome and get in and overcome what the mind's doing you know for consciously relax your body um consciously because the body wants to tense up you know consciously just just be at one with the water just relax you can do that in that situation in those sets of circumstances then you can do it 
in any set of circumstances. You can take that into the rest of your life. And I've done this in late Windermere, in the snow, in like, I think it was February. If so cold, but yet, you know, you come out and you feel so invigorated, you know, because you know that all the stuff it's done for you benef benefits wise, you know, you're increasing your brown fat. So you're actually going to be, your metabolism is going to be better. You're going to be, your immune system is better, but also you're feeling great because of the endorphins that are rushing around your body, but also you've achieved it. You've, 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 you've listened, you've, you've taken what the mind's chatting about and you've said, no, I'm not getting out. I do not believe the fact that, you know, what I've always been brought up with, with, you know, you'll catch a death and all of those things that we're, we're taught that, that, that the cold water is bad. I've shown you, because we only get in for like five minutes, right? We're not going into hyper temperature feelings. You can stay in for up to like 20 minutes uh, before you're, before you're in danger, a danger zone. Generally, we don't get any more than five minutes because anything past that is kind of the ego, but um, unless you enjoy it. Um, but yeah, and it's, but it's like you come out and you're like, yeah, I've shown the mind. I've taken back control. I've taken back focus of attention. I've allowed myself to consciously relax when the mind wants to do everything. But, and yeah, I can, that, if I can do that now, I can, when I'm triggered, I can do that then, you know? It really, it really builds resilience. And I think like I started doing the cold water showers after I'd done the breath work for like three months. I thought, who is this Wim Hof geezer? Like, yeah. what else do you do? And it was now winter. And I was like, and I said, I'm saying to my flatmate at the time, I said, fuck it, I'm going to try this. And I had to start on hot to cold over time. And I did it like for a year. And then when I flew to Scotland, this girl was like, I'm going to take you for a douche. And I thought, what's that? So she gets me up at like five in the morning in October in Scotland. And we go, she said, we're going to get in the sea. And I was like, nah, babe. I said, fuck this. Like I said, I've been doing the cold showers. She's like, come on. So I breathed, got in. I said, if I'm in. She was like, well, for the heart to feel, da -da -da, it needs to be in eight minutes. Apparently eight minutes is what is really, okay. really eight minutes is something super amazing for our health and our heart wow. so I, I said so well, shit i normally have a cold shower like maximum of like two minutes so i thought okay so we're doing this and it was all right and i um, got out didn't anticipate my hands would be numb so i sort of tried to do a cartwheel as you do for, yeah. for the arm, yeah. and I, like, face planted down i was like okay my legs work but my arms don't and that really taught me like it, it really changed my mindset because i thought i've been doing this i'm i'm, I'm i've built i've built it up but to hear someone say you've got to stay in there for eight minutes and we ended up doing i think it was ten. Yeah. And then to have that, and then a month later, I was running a bath because I'd been triggered. And I thought, okay, I have a hot bath that will regulate me. I had no hot water. And when I've gone to get in, it is freezing. And I thought, well, this is the ultimate test now. You've got no beautiful sunset. You've got no friend to hold your fucking hand. And it's not a five minute shower. You need to immerse yourself in this, in your bathroom. And that for me was like such a profound thing to be able to hold that space on my own and to sort of go through that. But what was interesting is I'd put loads of salt in to have a hot bath and I could taste the salt through the cold. I can't taste salt normally in a hot bath. So I thought it must be so much more beneficial to us to be in that cold to, to experience that. Yeah, it's super powerful. Mm. Like the, the, the amount of systems it sets up in your body resets basically the entire system. And it's like, like we, we, don't, like we don't have any brown fats left in most of us because we live in, central heated houses, our cars are warm, you know, everywhere, everywhere we go is generally heated. And so brown fats are what keep us warm. And so we just don't have them. It's like a dog, dog dogs these days, dogs these days don't go through molting seasons because they're in warm houses all the time. So they don't have that seasonal kind of change. It's the same with us. And you know, you're, you're, you're into your pit, your gym, um, you know, about atrophy, 
it's like the same thing with brown fats we don't you don't use them the body the body's clever the body breaks them down mm. that that is what helps your body warm itself up again you know that's what helps your body to uh, burn through the, the white fats it's you know all these it's just it's just amazing for you so it's like you're rebuilding these 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 parts of us these these bits that you know our ancestors would have had would have had in abundance you know they slept on cold floors and they were fine yeah i think you know what it is is we've all been programmed to fear to fear the word fat and any food that is a fat is like bad like not appreciating or knowing that that we need fat in every single cell in our body and brown fats only sort of come into my awareness like last year really if i'm honest and it's like oh we need this um and we need less of that and even with the whole molting thing with the dogs it's almost like it's an inconvenience if if the yeah. animal molts so it's like you don't want them to and you're pumping them full of god knows what so that they don't get that yeah. fur release when actually it's what you know we should all be shedding all the time and be okay with it it's like like you said about fats fats don't make you fat fats don't make you fat sugar on the other hand sugar yeah. and, and fearing fat like fearing fat, yeah you no know, like a lot of us also like oh, i don't want to get fat don't want to get fat don't want to get fat and you're basically saying i want to get fat i want to get fat or you're just sending yeah. the nervous system off into craziness yeah, my, my breakfast consists mainly of fat my breakfast is normally like i i see it as like breaking fast now so i'll have like Today was like mung beans and chickpeas and stuff like that. But it's like, oh, breakfast, fucking hell, I'm even thinking of that. You know, it shouldn't be cereal. It shouldn't be all these things that make us super nutty in the mornings. Yeah, because sugar, sugar, we crash a bit. Fats, fats burn for longer. Fats, you know, it's like coffee. Coffee should be served with fat because the caffeine will be stretched over a longer period of time because mm -hmm. it will only, only be digested at, at the slowest, at the rate of the slowest digesting element, right? So you're, that's why people serve it with, coconut milk or, or not coconut milk coconut oil oil yeah yeah i mean i also heard that with caffeine it will it will release twice so yeah. it will hit you and then you'll get like a, a second hit so again it's like something just to be mindful of if you're trying to get sleep and stuff and then like burn this this whatever it is at night and your body's like being stimulated to be wondering why we're waking up feeling like shit that's why i drink a cow right because because it works differently it's, it's, it increases the oxygen flow to your brain into your heart as opposed to caffeine which just blocks the drowsiness mm. why we crash off it because it's like it when it releases it's like oh, suddenly we're all drowsy even with cacao though i have to be like because i haven't grown up fortunately on tea or coffee like it wasn't a thing and i did it for a little bit of intermittent fasting but even with cacao i find it i'm quite a high energy person so when i do stimulate those channels and now i'm open i'm yeah. like i'm aware that i'm gonna have something come through and stuff like that but it's funny like i was i was really craving cacao on sunday night and i was putting it in my porridge and i was making <laughs> an avocado smoothie and then i came on and i was like oh my body was craving that magnesium zinc oh, yeah yeah, yeah it's like i knew it knew what it needed so i am wary of when i do have it because i can be supercharged or i might not sleep so I'm, again i'm like a little bit mindful but i do I, I feel like for men it seems to really i feel like with women we need to be a little bit maybe more gentle with it but for men it's like it really is like a, a good charge for them so i feel like for women maybe it hits us more when we're, we're due on or that sort of time as well yeah and i think i think people are called to it for the right times you know men are at the moment are opening their hearts a lot more where they haven't done before whereas women are generally more well this is a generalization but a lot of women are more in their emotions more in their feelings the hearts are they can feel their hearts a lot more. A lot of men can't even feel. They don't like talk to them about. Oh, what's your, how, how does your heart feel? I don't know. Yeah. 
know? So. That's it. Like, I, I didn't cry for five years until this journey really started. And I was so, so blocked. Mm-hmm. And now like, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that comes through. And I'm, I get excited when I have a cry. Cause I'm like, oh, amazing. Something else. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm super mindful because obviously we've chatted for ages, but any sort of events and stuff that you you've got coming up if you want to share on here and what i do is i'll tag all your bits um on your if you've got your instagram and stuff like that so where people can find you but yeah it's been an amazing chat so thank you for your time yeah um events wise i've got coming up um anyone up north we've got uh i'm teaming up with paul makinson who you who you met um at the festival we're doing a cacao and kirtan on tuesday so if anyone wants to fancy that um I'm, what else am i doing um 31st of july anyone over in surrey i've got a, f- a ceremony in camberley um on the 31st of july in the, in the afternoon it'd be 12 till 4 so that'd be a full-on cacao ceremony um i've got one in brighton if anyone's that way on the 13th of august yeah um and then there's loads of other things all on my website um healings are available online healings are available in person um which is down in sussex um and yeah just watch your space there's always things dropping in i'm gonna have i'm gonna be doing some meditations on a tuesday evening um which will be online for people who want to do a galactic meditation which will be um yeah just a really relaxing and just downloads upgrades it's just like super powerful um and yeah and then just jump on the website i've got like i said i've got soul uh soul language activations on there for people to to download if they want to if they're interested in that or anyone interested in coaching just drop me a message they want to just find out a bit more first like consultations always free just to work out you know whether it'd be right for us to work together what's what's coming up you know what 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 would what's it what is interesting and just really talk through about that offering so i'm always around as well so anyone wants just wants to chat to drop me a message um get me on instagram as the humble bear um or on facebook as matt hillier um but yeah it's been amazing to chat to you thank you so much uh, it feels like it's flows it's been long but it feels really good it's my longest podcast if i'm honest i'm normally a little bit way over time but it was so interesting so i'm gonna stop the recording but thank you so much Let's hit that button